There it is. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 from James Gunn. And Marvel starring Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, and Dave Bautista. We welcome you to another edition of Silver Screen Previews for May 5th. Happy Cinco de Mayo. What's left of it? I'm Rob Martin. On the other side of the aisle, we welcome back Callie Cox. Callie, how you doing? Hello, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back again. I hope you all aren't getting sick of my face. (laughs) (laughs) Three out of the last four weeks, Callie Cox has been on. She's a trooper. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Happy to be here. Always happy to be here. That's great. So, you know, first of all, you know, this writer's strike is now in effect, and Hollywood has been taken over by this entire situation. Callie Cox, who better than you to explain what is going on and uh, what do you hope will happen uh, from this strike in the future? Oh, gosh. Well, flattered uh, (laughs) to be able to talk about this. Uh, It's very important, but I'll try to keep it brief. If you hadn't heard, the Writers Guild is now on strike because they failed to reach a negotiation for fair terms on their contract, which expired at midnight on Monday. So they're on strike as of then. There's a lot of different points in the contract. I encourage people to to read that for themselves, but it all basically comes down to residuals and fair compensation. Those are really the the big points. There's also been some interesting discussion around AI that's come up because of this and Mm. and that its role in art yes so yeah i mean i mean if you want more information um it's actually it's linked in my instagram bio but it's wgacontract2023.org they have all kinds of information if you're in new york or la there's times where you can go out and pick it with the writers and physically show your support you can also read up on kind of what's going on they have an announcement section and then in terms of what I hope happens, I mean, listen, we're all here because we love movies, and movies don't happen without writers, and writers deserve to be paid fairly for their work and of their course. art. So I, I'm i hopeful that it will reach a, hopefully a rapid conclusion. I know the strike back in 07 lasted, I think it was 100 days or something like that. Yes. So it puts a lot of people out of work. We've already seen the late night shows have shut down. And then you've seen a few other shows already that are, are having to shut down production because writers being on strike doesn't just mean new stuff doesn't get written. It also means there are no writers on set, which means right. no rewrites can happen. Yeah. It's very interesting. If you work in the industry, if you're uh, an actor or anything like that, I also encourage you to look into your own unions and how you can support through your own unions as well. So, Excellent. Very good. There well. we go. Well stated, Kelly Cox. Excellent. All right, let's get to the movies. Guardians of the Galaxy, rated PG-13 in wide release today. Well, actually, yesterday. Because, you know, these early releases happen on Thursdays these days. Yes. All right, the movie is two and a half hours long. Kelly Cox, your review of this film. Well, okay, let's start with the obvious right off top. It is a Marvel movie. It is too long for me. <laughs> but I'm going to put that aside because of all of the rest of the things. Um, right. I think especially, but in terms of length, I find this with, uh, I have found this with a number, num- excuse me, a number of mm-hmm. Marvel movies in these past like few months, the more recent ones, is that the first act felt really strong. They kind of get into the action. Um, the right. third act is, is really interesting. And then it kind of like slows down in the second act in a way that, Maybe it could be trimmed down a little bit, but mm-hmm. I also do recognize, in fairness, that these movies are being made for a wider general audience, but they are also ultimately being made for people who have grown up with this fran- these franchises and know these comics and things like that. So right. I also recognize that there's some things that I'm just not going to understand. 
departments and wardrobe departments especially just like work their butts off on these movies oh yeah um, oh yeah one thing they have above all other marvel movies every single time for me is music they always have a great score i really enjoyed that about this one too rocket is my favorite character of <laughs> guardians and he right, right, is, right. Is, is, it's, it's really focused on him so that was really fun for me i should find the picture of when i dressed up as him, him for halloween oh wow uh, okay. and post it in honor <laughs> um so it was but anyway, it was really nice to get some of his backstory. This being sort of a send-off of the of the Guardians not franchise uh, series within the franchise, I thought that they did a really nice job. I laughed. I absolutely cried. I I had a really good time. It was a thumbs up for me. Thumbs up from Kelly Cox on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Is it the end? We shall see. I, unfortunately, have to give this movie a thumbs down. And I'll tell you why. I mean, I don't understand why they had to go so dark with this story. I think it's totally unnecessary. I know you're bringing back Gamora, a different version of Gamora, which is okay, fine. But I think that James Gunn really dropped the ball in trying to go too dark with the character story of Rocket when it shouldn't have gone that way. I mean, there's some characters here which I think... I mean, the bad guy, obviously, he's part of the whole story with Rocket. <clears throat> but I think that they should have cut a little bit out of that and just made it more implied instead of just going, you know, balls to the walls with the visuals of what was going on and the animal stuff. I just think that that's not suitable for kids. I mean, you got to lay that stuff out of the movie if you're going to attract a bigger audience. I know it's PG-13 instead of it being pg but still, that's really just... I mean, yeah. You can leave stuff out there. I just think that they just went too far. The flashbacks are uneven. That really kind of distracted me a little bit during the whole movie. And the character growth effort, I do give them credit for that. You did see a lot more action from the other characters as a group, as a unit, when they had that big fight scene. That was great. Fine. Very good. But overall, the comedy works. You know, there's, there's a lot of exploration there, which is good. But just, and the Adam Warlock character, why did you just keep going in? And it, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, Captain Marvel, the way they, they zoom in and out with the character during the movie. I'm like, where the, where the hell is she? Same thing here with Adam Warlock, you know? Yeah. I just don't get it. I can, yeah, I can definitely see that. I do agree with you about the uh, flashback stuff. I uh, That is the part kind of in the middle that I, I was alluding to that I thought could be trimmed down as well. It. Yeah, you got it. So overall, this movie, unfortunately, I have to give this movie a thumbs down, which is sad because I like the first two films. They worked individually in its own different way, going upward, and here they really hit the hit the barrier and they really did uh, the service, actually, for the film-going audience by keeping it so dark. So there you go. So Callie gives it a thumbs up. I give it a thumbs down for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, out in theaters today in wide release. All right, our second film tonight on Silver Screen Previews is a rom-com called Love Again, which stars Miss uh, Miss, uh, Miss Jonas, <laughs> it's just uh, uh, Priyanka, Priyanka, and this newcomer called, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sam Hugan, and also Celine Dion is in this thing, so check this out. There's a whole bunch of text messages going out based on a tragic story, and all of a sudden, these two meet up. So I believe here's a clip from Love Again, out today in theaters in a wide release on Silver Screen Previews. <laughs> God, all right, that's enough of that. Listen, uh, Love Again, an hour and 44 minutes. Callie Cox, your review of this film. <laughs> Yo, just really got 
me. It got me the first time, and it really got me again there. I had to like. I thought I thought the part that didn't get that almost got to you was the part where she where he says, uh, "Do you want to eat me?" Are they, did he say he's gonna? Do you want to eat me tonight? Or is he? If you'd like to, eat, yeah, something like that. I don't know. That was yeah. That whole phone call is so is so funny. I I feel that I hate talking on the phone. So that whole time I was like, I feel this. I get it. Yeah, this movie uh really got me in the feels, the laughing feels, and the not laughing feels. I appreciated right up top that they did a good job with diverse casting, but not diverse casting just to serve their own storyline. The mm. There was a lot of diversity in this movie, that, and it, that was not part of the story. Mm. It was able to just be. It was just part of who they were. And I really appreciate when that happens, especially in this genre that does tend to be fairly whitewashed um, mm. as, of, as of now. I also really appreciated how this movie deals a lot with grief. Um, that is a main central storyline, and I really appreciated how they dealt with it because it's treated as, you know, it's, it's all-consuming and it's not, and sometimes not in that order and not at all times, and it's just kind of always something that's a part of you if you suffer a significant loss, and I just think they did a really beautiful job of dealing with that, and there was no moment that it was like it needed that she was encouraged to just forget you know, and, yeah. and I, I really appreciated that because I think that grief is complicated and really hard to show on screen in a way that's compelling for an audience and also true to real life. Anyway, let me hop off my soapbox for a minute. Um, <laughs> I definitely thought that the dialogue was cheesy, but... <laughs> when has a rom-com not been cheesy? Well, that's what I'm saying. If, it, if a rom-com, rom-drom, whatever you want to call it, doesn't make me cringe at least twice, they have not done their job, so... They checked that box. Um, the storyline, I thought, was, like, a take on a rom-com that, like, I'm sure that there are other movies that are in the similar vein, but, like, as far as rom-coms I've seen, this one was a little bit different in a way that I really liked. Um, I thought there were some really good performances. Priyanka Chopra. Ch- Chopra or Chopra? I'm not sure. But Chopper? Jonas. Chopra. Ch- is it Chopra? Okay. Chopra. Yeah. I think it's Chopra or Chopra. Um, like the machine, yeah. the Chopper? Okay. I don't Chopra. Sure. Um, but either way, she was wonderful. I thought she was wonderful. That was the point. <laughs> I also thought um, Sophia Barclay, who played her sister Susie, I thought was so funny. I actually loved the Celine Dion stuff. I really appreciate Celine Dion. What do they say? We're in a Selena sense. I think that's yes. what they say in the movie. Yes, um, yes, and yes. She is so. Not only is she a great artist, but she's so self-aware and she's able to like poke fun at herself, but in a way that is mm. not at her expense. And I really appreciate that and really respect that. Mm. In some ways, it's like she's able to control this narrative around her by coming in and executive producing and starring in this movie, which is really cool. Overall, I mean, I I laughed. I cried. I had a good time. This one was another thumbs up from me. Thumbs up from Callie Cox on Love Again. You know, I'll agree with you on that point, that Celine Dion has a presence about her that, that dominates the screen subconsciously, you know, physically, obviously her voice. There's nobody else who has a voice like Celine Dion, obviously, in, in just a talking manner, not, not a singing manner, which is a different galaxy, obviously. But here, I yeah. mean, I'll, I'll disagree with you on this film. I just thought that this was a dud. I thought, really, that there was no chemistry, really, be, between uh, Priyanka and th- this guy, uh, Mr. Hugan. He just, they just did not, there was not enough meshing of the fleshes of the words of the of the beings. I did not get it. 
Uh, it's really sad, though, because the premise also was just too ridiculous to believe in the first place. If you're going to be messaging people, I want to know who the hell you are, you know? I want to know. There's just no logic. How could they come up with this story and try to feed it to the public and think that it's going to fly? There is just no justification for that at all, I just thought. And inserting Nick Jonas? That was, I thought, a desperation move by the producers to say, oh. you know, we're going to put Priyanka in the film, but let's can we get Nick Jonas to get in there just so we can you know, puff up the ratings for the film? That's the way I saw it. Priyanka's fine as an actress, you know, but what I think they should have done was left Priyanka out and had Celine Dion be the main actress in this movie with this guy, Hugen, and that would have more meshed like a different kind of romance, like a rom-com where, you know, she's the singer, you know, he's like a nobody, you know, she likes him, obviously he's infatuated with her because she's the older gal, and that could have really come up with some kind of quirky story, uh, aside from the messaging thing, that could have worked, I thought. So, yeah, I think that could have been a better plot here than just trying to insert uh, Priyanka and, and Nick Jonas into this movie. So, unfortunately, because it didn't turn out to be that kind of movie, and we got what we got, it has to be a thumbs down, unfortunately, for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you look so disappointed, sorry. Callie. <clears throat> no, it's okay. Agree to disagree. Uh, yeah, I, I personally really enjoyed the Nick Jonas cameo. I thought it was very funny. But I, you know what? I I am a millennial. I will, I love the Jonas Brothers. I know. I'm maybe a it's little okay. biased. It's okay. Know? No, look, you know, I have nothing against the Jonas Brothers, of course. And I do believe that Celine Dion has tremendous acting ability and talent. She should have yeah. done more of that maybe in the last decade. And she can still do it now with this film. So oh, yeah. she can keep going and work off of this film and do more because she has that ability. She she commands yeah. presence on the on the screen. So go for it, Celine. Come yeah. on, do it. You know. Yeah, come more. on. Come yeah, on. she she absolutely does. She I I think that's interesting. The point you bring up. It certainly would have been a very different film. I think she would have had to not play herself. I think it would have okay, had yeah. to be You're a right. character. Yeah, maybe um, yeah, that would have worked. So too, much of her her own you know story. They ended up in the film in different ways, yeah. but I I do think that that is an interesting. But I would certainly watch that movie. Yeah, because Celine Dion, yeah, she brings eyes to the screen. She commands the screen. That's good, you know. So yeah, yeah, I like that. It's hard to look away, no matter what she's doing. Yeah. when she's on screen, like on stage, wherever she is, it's very hard to look away. She's just she is very compelling. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't the problem with this film. She was the only positive thing for oh. me in this film, unfortunately. But let's move on. <laughs> half and half. Kelly likes it. I did not like uh, love again. Let's not love again. Let's just hate again. How about that? Ah, okay. <laughs> let's move on. The third and final film tonight on Silver Screen Previews is a foreign film called Chile 76 or 1976. It's the story of a young woman who becomes a person who helps a political prisoner from the clutches of a secret police state in dictatorship state of Chile in the 1970s. So I believe here is the trailer for Chile 76 on Silver Screen Previews. All right, so that is uh, Miss Kuppenheim as Carmen in the political thriller foreign film Chile 76. Callie Cox, your opinion of this film? So this, for a little bit of context, I had a hard time finding if this specific, I don't believe this specific 
specific story is a true story, like this specific woman, mm-hmm. but it is based on, in reality, um, it takes place three years after the overthrow of a Democrat, democratically elected government mm-hmm. in Chile, yes. um, in a military coup that uh, then went on to last for, I think it was almost a decade, maybe a little more than a decade. Yeah, um, a little bit more, I think, yes. But, yeah, without getting too political for the show, <laughs> this movie, unfortunately, is still incredibly relevant in many places, so just, you know, we'll leave it at that, but technically-wise, watching this movie, one thing that really, really stood out to me, I thought the cinematography was wonderful. I loved the way this movie was shot, and it was because it felt not just like it took place in the 70s, it really felt like a movie that was made in the 70s to me. Interesting, yes, I I agree with that point, yes. And my theory behind the why it feels like that is because something they did in the way they colored it, like in the editing process, I think really gives like not the like you know the the camera quality necessarily, but of the seventies, but kind of kind of gives you that vibe. Yes. And also the way it was shot, there are not terribly many scenes where there are a lot of cuts mm. in the way that when we when we watch more like films that are like take place today there's a lot of like cuts back and forth between people and like but it's not it they don't do as much of that they keep the yeah they keep they keep the camera a little more steady the camera moves with people it's a little more stagnant sometimes which if you you know watch older films oftentimes that is what's happening because that's the technology that they had at the time so i thought that was a really interesting choice and i really enjoyed that and also just in terms of it feeling like the 70s you know wardrobe and the locations and everything was great and i thought the story was incredibly moving and i thought the performances were great it was really well written and i even i think it's a real testament to the writers that they were able to write dialogue that even when translated to another language still really works right like there's a couple of places you know that you 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 would be reading the subtitles and and you might be like that i don't that's a little bit the phrasing's a little not how we would talk necessarily, but I thought that for the most part it really translated beautifully as well. And it's a very important story. It made my stomach hurt sometimes in a really good way watching it. It was hard to watch in a lot of places. Very good um, point. But it was yeah. very, 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 very compelling. I definitely think it's worth a watch. This is another thumbs up from me. Thumbs up from Callie Cox on Chile 76. I think there is a kind of like a wave now going on in Hollywood. And these independent films based on South American dictatorial situations that happened in the 70s. Uh, We can, of course, go back to last year's movie, uh, Argentina, 1985, which dealt with the same situation of dictatorships all throughout South America. And, of course, yeah, you know, they were part of it, Argentina themselves. So that tale uh, encompasses a little bit more, uh, probably as much of what happened in Chile as well during the 70s. And, of course, the movie got uh, nominated for Oscars and Golden Globes as well. So keep this movie on the lookout for next year's uh, Oscars, uh, possibly for something in that nature of, as far as a foreign film. This film, yeah, the subtitles, if you're not used to it, like I tell everybody before, just get used to it, follow along. The story is pretty simple. Uh, you know, a, a young woman is trying to help and take care of a political prisoner who's running away from, obviously, the secret police you know, that's that's in, in charge of the Pinochet government there. And, yeah, they, from what the stories I've heard or have read throughout my different, you know, reads and books is that they were so vicious in hunting down political opponents all throughout that time period. 
that you feel the tension and you feel the the fear on the screen, along with the sound effects, which work really well into the the credit of the filmmakers because it makes you uneasy, and that's a good thing. I think that you need in a in a, in a film like this where you're, you're hiding, you feel you know that there's no escape, you need to stay away from trouble. Like this you know, young actress, uh, Miss uh, Miss Kuppenheim, uh, portrays Carmen in that character. So I felt that was really effective in that respect. If you don't know anything, just read a little bit about it in you know Wikipedia. You can find out. You know, the, the history of Chile, you can find out the history of Argentina and different countries that went through that period of the 70s and dictatorships. Lovely cinematography, you can't go wrong with that. There's that loom and doom atmosphere which works so well. I mean, if there's another film that probably from that time period that you'll like, uh, Missing from 1982 is another film that deals with Chile. And it's very serious. It had, uh, I believe, Sissy Spacek, Jack Lemmon, uh, Oscar nominated film missing from 1982 if you want to check that one out and then see this one you will feel that you're in the same time period like you were mentioning the the coloring of the film feels like yeah it's the 70s so that was worked really well yeah so above all i give uh, chile 76 a thumbs up so we both agree on that one to end the show very good all right so let's do a quick recap of this week's films on silver screen previews guardians of the galaxy volume three callie cox Listen, if you love Marvel, if you love Guardians, if you love Rocket, especially, um, and honestly, even if you're a casual Marvel fan, I think this is exactly what you expect from a Marvel movie. Um, it's got the usual Guardians comedy signature quips, and they're fantastic score. The hair and makeup wardrobe and VFX made this film a lot of fun to watch visually. It's definitely long um, because it's a Marvel movie, so, you know, use the bathroom beforehand, buy a lot of snacks. <laughs> whatever floats your boat but overall i personally think you'll have a really good time so it was a thumbs up for me thumbs up from callie my ass fell asleep during the film so i had to physically get up and try to wake my ass up my brain was in the film though but unfortunately i I didn't like this film because of of its too dark nature regarding the rocket story which i think went overboard and dissuaded me from liking this film unfortunately so i give guardians of the galaxy volume three a thumbs down. The second film tonight on Silver Screen Previews was Love Again, Callie. Uh, it's, you know, it's a rom-com, so it's a little cheesy, but I thought it was fun. I thought it was heartwarming. It deals with the main couple's love in a way that is, you know, less about how consumed they are with each other at the end of the day and how more how they can, you know, bring what they have to the table and help each other move forward in a way that's honoring their grief processes for what they are. I thought there were good performances. Sophia Barclay was my big standout. She plays the sister, Susie. I thought she was hilarious. mentioned before, I think it deals with grief extremely well. And I think that if you really like romance movies, I I think you're going to like this one. So, thumbs up. All right, so thumbs up from Callie on Love Again. I gave it a thumbs down. I did not buy the story, and I did not buy the chemistry between the two leads. I thought that Hugan and Celine Dion had more chemistry than uh, Priyanka and Hugan. So, uh, unfortunately, a thumbs down for love again please do not watch this i'm just kidding watch it if you want to at your own risk all right so different opinion watch it at your own risk right there you go if you like that stuff okay anyway and the third and final film tonight on silver screen previews is chile 76 cali cox this movie is an extremely important story a very human story about a really important time in history that we in the united states don't necessarily learn a whole lot about so i'm thrilled that this is getting a u.s release and unfortunately it's still extremely relevant in a lot of different ways um but really great performance 
acted really well paced the script really worked well even in translation and technically it really really feels like the 70s the cinematography was fantastic so overall absolutely worth a watch thumbs up for me very good i also give it a thumbs up a uh, well-written strong story and greatly executed by the actors you feel like they're not acting that they're actually living through the story and that's the mark of a good film strong film so the premise is great. Read up a little bit on it if you want to get educated on it about what happened in Chile in the 70s. Thumbs up. Big time for Chile 76. Very good. Kelly Cox, where can we find you on so- on social media? Me? I am at <laughs> Kelly J. Cox on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. I think that's all of them. That's um, all. And I mentioned this little, <laughs> I think that's all of them. I mentioned it at the top of the show, but I do have in my Instagram bio links to the WGA contract website if you are interested in reading up more on the, on the Writers Guild strike and how you can support. Definitely. Yeah, look, we need writers. Let's get it done. Please, Budge, give give writers a good salary. You know, reject yeah. AI. AI is the devil, obviously. You know, we don't want that. We want writers. Real writers. Alright, that's what we want. Yeah. Humans. You yeah. Know? Hey, what do you want? Exactly. Very good. I, yeah, I saw I saw somewhere earlier when talking about all this that it's like the point was to hire, uh, to create robots to do the jobs that people didn't want to do, not the jobs that people want to do. You know, and <laughs> well, that's just yeah, the start of it. Just, <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, and writers deserve fair compensation. Yeah, We're all here because we love movies. I said it earlier too, and movies don't happen without writers. So you're right on once again, spot on, Callie Cox. Excellent observation. Thank you for your reviews and, of course, your strong commentary. Thank you. Thank you for having me back again. All right, great, guys. Catch us uh, next Friday as we return with another edition of Silver Screen Previews where our guest co-host will be Vivian Gold and will premiere uh, four new films right here on Silver Screen Previews. Silver Screen Previews.